Leaving the sports world can be a difficult experience, especially if you aren't sure what your next shift is going to be. Judy Gilbert, a former university hockey player and now a business leadership coach and consultant, will introduce you to other athletes who have made the successful transition to the business world. You will hear the tactics that they use to turn their experience into a successful new career and how you can too. Welcome to The Next Shift. Here is your host and mentor, Judy Gilbert. Welcome to this episode of The Next Shift. I'm Judy Gilbert, and I'm thrilled to be here with you talking about how you can use the experience you have gained on the playing field to help you become successful in the business world as well. On this episode of The Next Shift, I am joined by Jackie Jarrell, a former NCAA hockey player who has also played in 10 World Championships with Canada's inline hockey team. Jackie suffered a severe concussion during her time at Mercyhurst University, but rebounded from that setback to earn university degrees in education and exercise science. Jackie now helps other athletes reach their goals at her state-of-the-art training facility, Gold Performance Training. We talk a lot about resilience on this show, and Jackie's story is an inspirational journey from the rink to the business world. Jackie, thanks so much for being here today. I'm really excited uh, to meet a, a fellow female hockey player and, and certainly at the level you played at. I mean, I think that's inspiring for so many young women. So congratulations on that for thank sure. Thank you so much and thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So what we've done, we have an introduction that people have, have learned a little bit about you ahead of time. But is there something that you can tell us that people don't know about you, Jackie? Um, well, I think that my whole world um, around my hockey career, a big part of why I'm doing what I'm doing today stemmed from my um, years of growing up on the dairy farm. Okay. So um, I'm still actually involved to some extent. Um, and um, I feel that my hockey career, um, a lot of skills that I took with my hockey career came from my years of being uh, a farmer. Yeah, and, excellent. Uh, you know, from a very, very young age, um, I, I literally needed to know how to work to survive. Mm -hmm. so. And truly, we're going to talk about transferable mm -hmm. or portable skills, but it's interesting that you even had transferable skills from earlier than hockey that you used on the ice, and then Absolutely. those skills then that you now use in your consulting and, and your own business as well, right? Absolutely. Excellent. It was really important for, like, my parents when I grew up with my brothers that um, we, need, we needed to know how to work but we also mm -hmm. needed to be able to think outside of the box yeah. and I think if my parents, if I told my parents that today, that's something that always stuck with me Good. Um, they would probably laugh but if you look at myself and my brothers, I think that we're all examples of, you know, growing up on the dairy farm, learning how to work hard and, you know, transferring that to every aspect of in mm -hmm. our lives. Mm -hmm. Why hockey? What, what sort of, what, what pulled you in that direction? I mean, I it's know what pulled of, me uh, in that direction, but yeah, it's interesting it's, it's to hear someone else. Story. Um, so I grew up in a house with two brothers. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they're two of my best friends. Mm -hmm. I used to feel sorry for myself um, because I didn't have a sister, but at the same time, I honestly couldn't have asked for better brothers. So, um, my dad always made us the backyard rink every year on the farm mm -hmm. and, um, I was in figure skating and of course my mom would buy me figure skating dresses. And so I would be wanting to be out on the rink practicing just like my brothers. And it got to the point where I couldn't really practice because they were always in my way. So then I started, <laughs> if you playing. can't beat them, join them. Exactly. <laughs> so actually my dad never wanted me to play hockey cause he was scared that I was going to get hurt. And so um, my mom actually signed me up 
my parents have had two businesses over the years, the dairy farm and construction. So mm-hmm. my mom signed me up for hockey and my dad didn't even know wow. that she had signed uh, me up. And um, so anyways, I started playing. My first year was with um, the boys, uh, house league with my brother. And um, I I did well. Um, I think my mom and dad said my first year I had 50 goals. Um, I don't know if my brother liked playing on my team with me <laughs> or not, but that's all right. Uh, but for me, like... Um, I actually figure skated and played hockey for a couple of years. Okay. And then after that, my parents, you know, had told me I had to choose one and I chose hockey. Mm-hmm. So, um, honestly, the love of the game, um, it's happened when I was really young. Um, I actually started playing at the age of seven, which I guess nowadays is a little bit late, mm-hmm. but I had a really good foundation for my skating, um, because yeah. I did figure skating for those first couple of mm-hmm. years. Excellent. And a couple of things you said really resonated with me because because for me, on my mom's side, um, I come from a hockey playing family on her side. But my dad, there was he was an only child and, yeah. and did not have siblings or wasn't involved in sports. And I wasn't going to play. His daughter was not going to play hockey. And it was actually my mom that said, you have yes. to let her choose. Yeah. Right. And so interestingly that he became one of my biggest fans, Absolutely. which is great. Yeah. And you know, what? like it's the same in my family, too. Like my dad and my brothers are like so supportive mm-hmm. of my hockey life. Wonderful. Forever. Good. So I had some pretty hard games against uh, my brothers over the years. They used yeah. to like to put me in net, but mm-hmm. I fought my way out of that. Yeah. So good I for threw you. Them in net yeah. Good. <laughs> well, that's great. So let's talk a little bit about your your transition from uh, sport to business. And what did you find, Jackie, were some of the challenges in doing so? Well, I think for myself, um, I always wanted to make sure that whatever I did with my life, I wanted to do something that was very meaningful. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a genuine interest in helping others. And I felt that growing up being a female hockey player, I was a minority. And, you know, you look around today and being a female athlete is is, is cool and trendy. But Mm -hmm. when I was growing up, it, it wasn't necessarily like that. So... Um, it was a challenge for me as a young um, child because I was always the only girl on the boys team, which I was okay with. But um, it's it's great to see how far things have come, mm-hmm. um, you know, during those years. But um, going back to the whole piece of, you know, I was very fortunate. I had a full hockey scholarship. All my education was paid for. But I knew that no matter how good of a hockey player I was or how many years I played with Team Canada, I would never be able to make the money um, playing hockey like the men. So it was really important to me when I was deciding where I was going to go to university that I needed to make sure that I was, you know, taking a really good degree, even if it meant more work than, you know, some of my teammates. Of course. But um, I wanted to make sure that in the end, I, you know, I've been fortunate to be with Team Canada for actually 11 years now, but I was able to have a good education so that I could have a, you know, a good career for Mm -hmm. myself Mm -hmm. because just because I had my hockey scholarship, which was absolutely amazing. It didn't mean that, you know, it was going to, hockey was going to bring me any income after I finished. That's right. So that was my whole thought process was, you know, I wanted to do something meaningful with my life. Um, I wanted to think outside of the box. And at the same time, I needed to make sure I had an education, um, 
regardless of wherever hockey took me. When I hear you talking about um, that opportunity and and how many years ago that was, and and obviously I'm a lot older than you, (laughs) and so even when I started to play, it was not acceptable Mm -hmm. in a lot of people's eyes for young girls to be to be playing hockey and and I think that the game has grown considerably and I think that um, by sort of challenging those those uh, thoughts and and the um, what was the norm at that point has really helped the sport and so and I'm thrilled for you that you had an opportunity to play on Team Canada that was something that that didn't come along until shortly after I was finished playing and so I you know when I look at that I think my goodness it has really grown and there are opportunities but as you said it's not something that women were going to make a living at no at this point and in time. I knew that very early on mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. you know growing up in our community um you know I was very fortunate that there's so many people that supported me and mm-hmm. from a young age I spent a lot of time um working with the Belva Bulls um you know at their summer hockey camps but then it also turned into me as I was going through my education um you know with internships but then I was also fortunate to be able to train and skate with them too so I feel like I was really lucky um I love coming from the small city there's so many amazing people in our city mm-hmm. and guys like Jack Miller and Paul Savota who yeah. followed me ever since I was a little girl were totally okay with you know what we have a female hockey player um and they you know will reach out to me and they'll want to follow me and know how I'm doing mm-hmm. so um I don't feel sorry for myself whatsoever no. that I don't have the same opportunities to make money playing hockey that the men do um I just feel really really grateful for what I do and what I've done with my hockey and what I'm able to do now so tell us about what you're doing now because obviously yeah. that's part of that transition yeah. so um So as I said, it was important to me to make sure that I did something meaningful in my life. And I always thought it would be really unique to have my own training facility um, in the country, in the farm setting. And the reason why um, I wanted it there is because it would be so unique. So um, it was a bit of a process. I was able to acquire some land after I finished my master's degree. Um, I did my master's the same um, at the same university where I played hockey. So I was very fortunate to have a graduate position with that. So my school um, paid for my master's and then my undergraduate degree in sports medicine. So I decided that I really wanted to, you know, create something that I felt was lacking when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have um, a state-of-the-art strength and conditioning facility, uh, 6,500 square feet, where I work with all different types of athletes every week, getting them stronger and faster and um, in better shape for their sport, whatever that is. Um, you know, by trade, I'm a hockey player, so I work with a lot of hockey players, mm-hmm. but I've also worked with a lot of athletes who aren't necessarily hockey players either. So... Um, it's, uh, I've been in business for be five years now. Um, I actually started my business when I rented space, um, from the Balvables before, um, they were sold. Okay. And so that's how I started. And then I just continued to build up my clientele and then, um, you know, I've been fortunate to work with some incredible athletes in our mm-hmm. city and surrounding area. And, um, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I have, um, partnerships with BioSteel so it's all the all my athletes will have protein after they're done training and then um, Under Armour I'm sponsored by Under Armour so all the athletes um, in the training facility um, Under Armour is the you know training gear supplier mm-hmm. and then um, 
not only do I do, um, you know, strength and conditioning fitness programs um, for the athletes, but I also have a concussion program. And I have a great okay. interest in that area because when I was in university, I had a really bad concussion that kept me out of university for a year mm-hmm. and also kept me out of hockey for a year and a half. Wow. So I had a lot of doctors who doubted me. Um, some of the doctors actually in Canada told me just to hang out my skates because I would never play again and I couldn't finish my degree because I actually was pretty bad. Um, but there was one doctor out of the University of Pittsburgh who is world renowned for his work with concussions. And he was able to, you know, basically retrain my brain and get it better. And I was able to go back to university, Mm -hmm. finish my degree, um, finish hockey, and then move on and be with Team Canada for the last 11 years. So um, I was always really inspired by what he did to help me. And I felt like I owed it to other people to help them. So what I decided to do was to create my own concussion program at my facility. So after I was completed my master's, I did all of my training and certifications so that I could implement um, concussion testing, baseline, post-injury concussion testing and then also I'm getting a lot more into concussion rehab now even working with some former NHL hockey players who have you know unfortunately suffered really Mm. terrible concussion injuries and it's just been absolutely amazing to help um, to help them get better mm-hmm. so um, my facility that I created obviously is, is kind of like an athlete hub um, you know they spend a lot of time getting better with regards to their fitness and then I also work um, with a lot of athletes on, on some hockey skills and then I have my concussion program there too good so that's great well good for you yeah that is really wonderful thank you yes yeah. so I'm a so-called caseologist mm-hmm. and strength and conditioning coach and um, I've also been been working with some cancer patients and um yeah so lots of different um clientele yeah so when we talk about you know that transition and we you know we sort of touched on those uh, transferable skills when I think about some of those transferable skills that helped me sort of make that shift from sport to business I think about you know being able to uh perform under pressure and that resilience and, and focusing and 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 really about respectful behavior and mm-hmm. and and uh fair play so what are some of the um, what are some of those transferable skills that you feel have really helped you make with that shift? Well, I think there's so many, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is work ethic. Yeah. Um, you know, being an athlete at the NCAA level, the national team level, it is it certainly is, you know, it's very challenging. You got to work hard. You got to eat right. You got to train right. You got to practice hard. Um, so, you know, that work ethic um, that I've learned through growing up on the farm, through, um, you know, all my years of hockey is easily transferable into my business. And, you know, I'd like to think that I inspire the kids that I work with to, to push themselves and to work that to work hard too, um, whatever it is that they are looking to achieve. Um, the next piece is... Um, you know, just being committed to something, mm-hmm. committed to a goal that you want to achieve. Um, you know, I've played on lots of different teams and I've been very fortunate. Um, I've been in leadership roles where I've been a captain. And I think it's really important to, you know, learn to deal with all different types of people yeah. and, you know, figure out ways to get everyone um, on the same page so that you can reach goals as a team. Yeah. And I think just, you know, the communication piece, 
um, learning how to get along with others and, you know, being a leader is, is stuff that I know that I've taken into my world um, with my business. Mm-hmm. Now that I have, you know, staff working with me, um, finding ways to connect with all different types of athletes that I'm working with, because in everyday life, no one's the same. So no, that's right. You have to learn to find ways to get the most out of every single person that, you know, you're working with. And I see that, um, you know, when I was, I was just, um, in Spain at the world games and I'm one of the captains on team Canada. And it was just like, you know, we have young kids that are coming into our program who are absolutely incredible and we need to find ways that, you know, everyone needs to be involved for the common good of our team um, so that we can be successful. Yeah. And really around that shared vision. Absolutely. And I think that was one of the things that I recognized coming out of sport and going to, to work in a larger organization. Not everybody has the same vision or Mm -hmm. goal and we're all motivated by different things. And so then how do you take that team approach from sport and exercise that and implement that uh, in an organization when not everyone is on that same page, right? And so those are some of the challenges, I think. And and it's around our identity too. Absolutely. And I think the other thing too is you got to be passionate about what you Mm -hmm. do every day. Mm -hmm. So if you love what you do, um, you're going to spend the time um, in that work ethic and it's going to come exactly you know with whatever it is that you need to be doing because you're passionate about what you do yeah it's not so much like work then is it exactly I mean I don't I never found going to the rink work no and and I'm sure you didn't no I don't no absolutely not like I love what I do every day I can honestly say that I love what I do Mm -hmm. every day Mm -hmm. um but you know there's obviously challenges and there's hurdles of course but of course every good athlete has challenges and hurdles and those last two years of my life, I have never had to persevere like I have coming through this back injury that I actually had when I had shingles. So, you know, unfortunately I had to have surgery and back procedures and, mm-hmm. you know, I had to work so hard and be so dedicated and all of that, what I've done, because I'm still an athlete, is all transferable skills into my world now yeah. in business. Jackie, can you tell me a little bit more about that injury and yeah, so, what you've been through with that? Yeah, so I've actually been really fortunate as an athlete, really. I've had a concussion, but um, I've been pretty healthy my whole life. But unfortunately, um, I had shingles twice, um, which is something that someone at my age apparently is not supposed to have. Um, but I... Um, yeah, it was, it was very difficult. Um, I ended up having to have surgery and then I ended up um, having to have more back procedures, but um, I've been very fortunate. Um, I'm connected now as I'm doing some work with the NHL um, referees with regards to their fitness um, and working with them. And it's just, you know, the hockey community is very small and networking. Um, I was able to basically get treated by the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs head therapist and he was unbelievable in my recovery and making sure that I got in to see the right doctors and that I got better. And, you know, it was, it was a big, um, it was a big doubt if I'd ever get back playing because of it. But, um, you know, just persevering through that and facing that adversity, it just makes you stronger. And And using some of those skills that you had acquired, whether it was on the farm or whether it was through hockey that helped really through that cycle of, of illness. Yes, absolutely. And I just feel like I'm so much mentally, like I'm so much stronger, um, so much mentally tougher because of, you know, the adversity that you face in your Mm -hmm. life and Mm -hmm. the character that it builds. Yeah. 
Good. Okay, so we're going to do the shootout round. Okay. And uh, we had a couple of goalies in here earlier today, <laughs> so they didn't like the sounds of that very much. But as a as a forward, uh, uh, yeah. you, yes. Yeah. Okay, so in the next 60 seconds, 90 seconds, I'm going to ask you about five questions, okay? And we just, okay. whatever comes to mind. Okay. You're so, not going to tell me what they are. No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now what the first one is. So okay. what's your favorite hobby? Uh, my favorite hobby is probably, you know, just working out my, like mm-hmm. training, um, spending time on the okay. farm and just being around my nieces and my nephew and my uh, family. Okay, good. Uh, if you could pick three words to describe yourself, what would they be? Passionate, um, committed, and strong work ethic. That's more than three words. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> we'll take it. There's no penalty. There's no penalty at the end of this, right? Yeah. What do you do first thing in the morning? Um, probably straighten my hair. Okay. <laughs> straighten my hair, have something to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if somebody was going to give you a compliment, what would that compliment be? Um, it's a tough question. Mm. I think um, just very like committed. Um, okay caring, um, hard worker. Good. All right. And when are you most productive during the day? When's your most productive time? Probably early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how these conversations, everyone has been that way. So that's interesting. Early in the morning. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Good. Get up and get at her. Okay. If you could give some uh, piece of advice to our uh, viewers, what would that be? Um, I think the biggest thing is, is you want to be passionate about mm-hmm. whatever it is that you do in your life, um, whether you're you know young playing sport or you're looking at a career. Um, put in the time, work hard, ask lots of questions. Um, I think it's it's okay if things don't always go your way. Um, it builds character. And my um, my slogan with my training facility is have a vision, find a way, make it happen. So whatever Good. it is that you want to accomplish in your life basically find a way mm-hmm. to make that happen good so if anyone wants to get in touch with you how do they do that uh you can find me on uh, social media okay um i have instagram facebook twitter right. i don't spend a ton of time on social media but <laughs> here and there um i have my website www.goldperformancetraining.com okay Great. Jackie, thank you for today. I've really enjoyed chatting with you, and I'm sorry that our paths hadn't crossed until now, for sure. So thank you. It's great to be here, and thank you so much for having me. You're welcome.